Hi, and welcome back to the MC Europe podcast. This is our second episode talking about Hungary. I'm Emily calling in from Denmark, and together with me, I have Mira calling in from Germany. Hi, nice to be here. And Nicholas also calling in from Germany. Hello. So, last week we talked with Desher and Peter from Hungary about the current rule of law situation. As of yesterday, a new legislation was passed in Hungary. This legislation is taking away rights of LGBTQ families, as it now prevents LGBTQ families of adopting children. The new law states that a family consists of a mother who's female and a father who's male, which would prevent same-sex couples from adopting and might also restrict um, the family's way of living altogether. So Mira, what did Amnesty say about this? Yeah, so sadly, um, about all, well, despite all our efforts to um, raise awareness for this and fight against uh, the bill being passed, it actually happened on Monday this week. And Amnesty had a um, reaction to it straight away on Monday as well. Um, so, yeah. Um, Amnesty says that this rule has been, well, this bill has been rushed under COVID, under the cover of COVID-19, which is um, basically what has happened in the last, in the past year, this year, um, Hungary has pushed forward uh, several bills, which were all able to be pushed forward also under the circumstances of COVID-19, where a lot of other countries have other things to do than care about, um, than, than interfere into Hungary's um national rulemaking um but this is just the latest attack so um restricting the rights of lgbt children and parents in hungary is the latest act um of um attacking the lgbtq community in hungary as earlier this year uh, hungary hungary already made it impossible for trans to change their names and um I was just to jump in there. So <laughs> um, the law didn't forban, forbid trans from changing their name, but from changing their gender, mm. which is a slight difference. Yeah. Uh, well, didn't it technically not, not prevent yeah. them from changing gender, but prevent them from changing sex? Like you have to state your real yeah. born sex. And I mean, technically, like that would also apply to the name if you want to go from male to female name. So technically it does forbid name change but yeah so it is you know a tricky situation um it's, it's you know not appropriate to laugh about this but um we have seen you know this this strong deterioration of, of you know lgbti rights in hungary and um i think we also see in our we, we will hear in our podcast from last week that uh, this is not something that has happened only in the last year as, as I think Deja said uh, quite clearly, um, we've had uh, instances uh, where uh, over the years, like we've, we've seen attacks uh, on LGBTI people. So this is not something, again, this, this is just something from, from yesterday, but I think like the, the homophobia and transphobia in Hungary, that's something that's very related. And uh, that's also something that yeah, is a challenge for society as a whole and not only um, just this current government, I think. Yes, Nicolas, what do you think? Um, is there a future, uh, a positive future for Hungary? Do you think they will 
um, go back on their rules at some point? Well, like hope dies last, I guess. But um, I think the problem with Hungary is that they seem to be very unresponsive to international pressure. So um, maybe also to give a very quick background on what Amnesty and what other civil society organizations have done to try to prevent this. Um, this has somewhat been under the radar in the press um, because there hasn't been, been any huge demonstrations, there hasn't been anything hugely public about this. But uh, we have been involved in quite a bit of lobby work behind the scenes. So um, Amnesty International has given out kind of guidelines to um, all our kind of member state organizations to lobby their individual uh, foreign ministries and their, their uh, ambassadors in Hungary. So they should be putting pressure on um, the Hungarian government to, to try to stop this bill. Um, and then uh, I know, for example, for Germany, um, the, the uh, Secretary General of Amnesty Germany, uh, August Beko, uh, he has talked to um, the Minister for Europe or the State Secretary uh, for, for Europe uh, Mr. Roth uh, in Germany, who was then supposed to talk to his equivalents in Hungary to, to, to try to stop this. And um, obviously it hasn't worked. <laughs> so that's that's the sad realization that, um, yeah, we, we, we've tried uh, what we could um, and, yeah, it, it hasn't been enough. We don't know what would have been enough. And that's also kind of the frustrating bit because we, we don't know what, what now, really. So... To the, to the question, like, do we see hope? Well, if we had um, a government in power that would not uh, be so strictly against LGBTI rights and human rights, um, that would be a positive development. Um, then, obviously, the EU could play a major role in this. So, the EU has human rights is a core value and just enforcing this value is something that the EU should be doing and if they are doing that properly then I think there is hope but there is again there are some people that need to do more than they do now. Yeah I totally agree um, I think especially with the positive um, site of a corona vaccine as well I think that by next year, um, the, the focus on coronavirus itself might diminish a bit, whereas for what the EU then can then can focus more on the developments which has happened, which have happened in the East with Poland and Hungary. And I think it's the EU's responsibility to do this. So this is another thing which they said in the amnesty statement. Um, it's also that we away from the EU's Commission as President von der Leyen to address the rights of LGBT parents and um, to address what Hungary is doing at the, mo at the moment, um, what is basically offending the rule of law. And um, yeah, I think the EU plays a very important role as an, a very forceful actor in this, in, in fighting what is happening in Hungary at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And also think like COVID is a good time to oppress a whole 
a whole people because no one can go out and have a big parade and like yell and command and beg for rights again. Like you have to stay at home. You have to wear a mask. You have to like keep a distance. So, I mean, people also prevented from going out and getting their rights back. Yeah. So we, we can see hope for the future maybe when we see hope for Corona and hope for dictatory governments to be controlled even more, especially in a construct like Europe. This should not be happening. Yeah, that's very true. And I mean, again, like, yes, Corona is something that has, I think, shocked us all and that's restricted certain elements of, of protest. But we have to remember that um, Hungary has been really, really bad way before COVID. Like, if we think about, like, the attacks on NGOs, for example, we had, I think it was two years ago, um, Lex NGO, so that big law that uh, labels all civil society organizations that received funding from outside of Hungary as foreign aliens, and that way kind of, yeah, made, made organizations brand themselves as, as anti-Hungarian. And um, I know, for example, um, Amnesty in Hungary uh, refused to comply with that, with, with that order. Um, like in, in Amnesty, we, we distribute like our, our donations around. So, for example, if Germany gets more, then you know we can support our, our friends in, in Hungary and other countries. Um, so, for Amnesty, like spreading donations that, that our organization receives with other country country sections is natural and so we like we purposefully said you know we um will not obey this law um and then luckily um and this is where the EU also comes in the European um Court of Justice declared that law uh, illegal. Um so I think that was that was the big win that we had for Hungary this year. And I remember being in like a little online celebration with with uh, David, the director from, from Amnesty Hungary, and a few colleagues um, in the International Secretariat in London, where we had, you know, this virtual drink. And for this happy hour in summer, we were just, you know, happy that something positive happened in Hungary. And um, sadly, then, you know, things went south from there. And um, yeah, we we've, I think we continue to have the state of danger in Hungary, um, which is kind of a, a cause why also these these um, these changes are allowed are allowed to be happening. Um, and maybe also something where this law that we now have that that passed this 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 week is different to, for example, uh, what they passed earlier this year is. This is a change of the constitution. This is not just, you know, a simple law, but they're changing the constitution of Hungary and the constitution of a country, at least in parts, defines what this country is. I think in a way more so than a normal law would. So I think this, this constitutional change is something very drastic. And if, if you if you want to quote the amnesty statement, it is a dark hour. It is a very dark hour for Hungary. Um, so, yeah, I think 
like you mentioned, there's hope. I mean, the European Court of Justice, like they are a big actor. They can strike laws down that are, that are against EU law. The European Commission is not completely powerless. Um, there is ways that, that we can act against this. Um, but just in this very hour, things are looking bleak. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I think we, we won't stop either, even though we probably then is the need for help of the Commission and the European Court of Justice, and they're completely legitimate to now do this. Um, I think for as an amnesty group of the, well, the European Coordination Group of Amnesty, we won't yeah. stop um, engaging in it and trying to fight what's happening in Hungary. We will still support our colleagues in Hungary and um, well, hope for the best. I think it was a really nice thing to mention that also something positive has happened with Hungary this year. Um, and I hope, uh, even though this is a very dark hour, that with the decline of COVID, more attention being attributed to Hungary itself and what is happening, that we could, we could have some hope for the future. Yeah, definitely. And if you're listening to this at home and want to know more, like, please look up more information and please help support Hungary in any way possible. It is very possible to do activism from home. Use the social media, take pictures, make videos, hashtag Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, use everything and make sure to spread as much information and knowledge about this situation as possible. Well, thank you very much. Um, thanks for participating, you two, as well. Um, thank you. Yeah, and I hope um, you enjoyed our short statement on what's happening uh, happened um, this week in Hungary. Um, and we'll hope to, to um, have you soon back on our podcast channel. And, yeah, thank you and bye. Bye. Bye.